to another episode of Between You and Me. And it is back. We have another segment of What's It Like with our special guest, Casey Kopecky. But I got I got three other interviewers here with me. I got the homie. Hey. I got the homie. Oh, I can't think of nothing on the spot today. You know, that's all right. You can just give us all our actual names. Oh, thank God. I had nothing. All right. <laughs> no prep talk. Paul, Mark, and Michael. What's good, y'all? Hey. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Sunday fun day. Casey, yeah, Sunday fun days. Do you have any special requests? Do you want like only orange M&Ms or PG <laughs> <laughs> water? Chilled, not cold. <laughs> room temperature. I. What if I was like someone really weird? I was like, all I want in my green room are um, Fig Newtons. That's all. <laughs> Just like a stack of, like a fat stack of Fig Newtons. <laughs> Fig Newtons are under cookie. Is that a cookie? They are, but like, um, okay, I'm not a health nut, but I realized one day they're like, like a couple hundred calories for just like a short stack. I was really shocked. I was like, for like a little thing of cookies. It's an overwhelming amount of calories. I'm not going to hold you, but they're so good. Oh, they're so good. Oh my God, they're so good. There's a reason that they're better than the 100 calorie like Oreo cookie crisp thing. Underrated cookie, Warner Dunes. I sound old, but Warner Dunes. A what? Not gonna lie. Warner Dunes have been a long time, but they are pretty good. They're good. But you know what that makes me want? That makes me want those stupid little strawberry candies that only older people and like like church groups oh, have hey. in the candy bowl. Don't even buy them. They just show up. They appear. Michael was very upset about that one. Like, like look, <laughs> I know. I know where they get the Werther's Originals. I see them at Dollar Tree, but where do the strawberries come from? Never where? seen them on sale anywhere. <laughs> and I know damn well old people aren't using the internet, so that's not where they're getting them. It must just be like community. there's like old people wholesale like candy, I guess. I think it's like it's like a speakeasy for them shit. It's like you knock on it, what's the password? <laughs> well, you gotta well you gotta do like a slide like yeah the, the password. The password's probably Ben Gay or some shit like that. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe like you get older and instead of finding hair lint or like or pocket lint, you just find strawberry candies. <laughs> I feel like when they melt though, those things are awful. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's rough out here in these streets. All right, let's get started. <laughs> let's get started. Casey, yes. thank you so much for joining us. It is very much appreciated. You the bees knees. Uh, for Aww. those who don't know you, because you have been on the podcast a couple of times, uh, but you haven't, but they don't really know who you are. So. So uh, who I'm are you? A reality show guru. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, you are more than a, re- a reality show guru. So Casey, for those who don't know you, give us a little bit about yourself. A little bit. Um, my birthday just passed. I'm 24. Hey. Um, Happy birthday. Whenever someone asks me this question, I try my best to not feel like I'm filling out like a census. Like I'm like 23, like white woman. Like I'm not like nobody wants. <laughs> nobody wants to know this stuff. But like I'm always like, what? I don't know. I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, I work at a college. Um, uh, I have a passion for like visual art. I'm an animal lover. Um, I like that. Hmm. And, um, the passion for visual art, like so, like 
passively or like, oh yeah, I'm also really good at this one thing. I'm really good. whatever. That's okay. just a, well, that's just one thing on the long list of what makes me a multifaceted. Uh, okay, I like to eat and nap. Um, you know, what I'm like should... a plant. All I really need is like water and sun. <laughs> Let's play two truths and a lie. Ooh. All right, Casey, give us two truths and um, a lie. Use is she gonna use the ones from her grad school? <laughs> Shut up, Michael. Shut up. Maybe I will. <laughs> like four paragraphs each. <laughs> another thing about me i'm very wordy not just in my written responses but also in my spoken hey two truths and a lie what's good hey uh, hey, hey I, oh, I, that I, wasn't just oh that no, wasn't I'm just right. like a passing joke no nah, i can smell bullshit a mile away so i know what the lie gonna be hit us with it oh boy. um <laughs> i like pineapple on pizza oh my god i hope that's the lie <laughs> <laughs> i like dogs but only small dogs and I've been to like all, I've been to almost all fifty states, probably less than ten states at this point that I haven't been to. Mm. All right, the last one's definitely true. I know. Yeah, hundred percent. The dog one, I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna put money on the dog. That's a lie. I'm pretty sure it's the dog one. I just want someone else to like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that really matters to you. That's just as much as you will like is everybody, is everybody uh, locked in with their answer? I want to say the lie is the pineapple on pizza. Going with the dog. I'm also going with the dog. You guys, majority wins. But it is definitely the dog. Yeah! Uh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pineapple on pizza. Yeah. You know what? I feel like <laughs> if I got that wrong, it would be really insulting. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I feel like Elijah it was like, yeah, no, Casey like all animals, but like I really don't want her to like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And, That's and atrocity. I, and I did say I could smell bullshit from a mile away, but I'm a little congested right now. <laughs> well, well, bullshit. To be over fair, this is <laughs> remote, <smell> so <laughs> it's hard to smell the bullshit over. It's over a mile away. It's over his radius. Who's back? All right. Let's get to the questions. All right. So who wants to start for questions? Who wants to start for oh, questions? Yeah. Um, when did you realize that you were really, like, like seriously interested in art? So I think my junior year of high school, I was, like, sketching things. And I think that um, there are, at least I've talked to a lot of artists who have said where they kind of start is they draw based on images they see or they're like inspired by work that's already done and you're not you're not giving that art to somebody and saying like i made this it's totally original piece or whatever like you but you're it's like how you practice you just have to like draw things and kind of where i started junior senior year of high school i don't know what like clicked but i was like i want to be a tattoo artist um it's not like i ran out and bought a machine like i just um i just was like I have to actually get better at this art thing. So I started taking art classes my senior year of high school, like with the intent of like seriously making art, creating a portfolio. And that's when um, I started putting something together with the my art teacher at the time, who's awesome. Love Miss Abrams. My, 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 gee, she's lit. Isn't mm. she? I almost called her my nigga. I came so close. Elijah lives in a world where everybody's everybody walking down the street. Facts. <laughs> but um, she was great. She like at first I started doing like projects that everybody else was doing, but then I think she realized like 
she kind of said to me, you know, if you're going to put a portfolio together, you're probably going to want to do it like sooner rather than later because, you know, while you're applying to schools and stuff, if you're applying for an art program, you have to actually do like a review, like a portfolio review. So I was like, oh, I have to have like not just like sketches, but I need to have like finished pieces, like 10 of them at least to like show. Right. So. I mean Especially like with you telling us like when you made that decision that you wanted to like take this seriously and then the time that it takes to put up together a portfolio, I bet it like really felt like it went like zero to a hundred real quick. Like you were like, I'm making this decision. It's like, oh, now I need to make 10 pieces. Like that seems like it's a really, really quick transition. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a lot better um, the older I get the like not that I'm ancient or anything, but like the order that I get, the more I'm, I'm getting better at making decisions, like pacing myself and like having that, that sight a little bit further into the future. I mean, there's only so far ahead you can plan, but I probably shouldn't have my senior year been like, huh, I'm going to pursue art now. I better get a whole portfolio and some talent together. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you say that, but you did it. So. Let me scrounge up some I mean, talent. <laughs> I, I feel like that was one of those like um, decisions. <laughs> Just scrape it together. Um, <laughs> that's like one of those decisions when you talk to people, like they come to those inspirational assemblies and like pep talks and they're like, you just know, you know, or like, they're like, I just knew I had to be determined and get it done. Like, I don't know if I knew exactly, like for sure, like this is what I want to do um, forever. But I was like, this is definitely where I want to be headed now. And if I don't do these things, I'm not going to be on the right path. A lot of times, like, people are like, oh, someday, like, one day something hit me and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And it's like, honestly, I feel like everything's just, like, a, a best guess. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I know I want to do this for the next few months, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. I'm interested in it right now. It might change. But for right now, I'm going to, you know, go into it and just try my best. I remember listening to an interview and Homeboy said, your 20s is for figuring out what you don't want to do. Your thirties is for free, or for pursuing what you want to do. I'm like, nigga, what a thing I want to do. And I'm really good at that. I'm, I'm mastering my twenties. Right, I don't want to die. <laughs> we be exiting on boxes left and right. Oh, I'm no, no. So, prostitution. That's gonna be it. <laughs> that's just gonna be left for thirties. All the other boxes are crossed. <laughs> Yeah. I think the best, a best guess is like the best way I've heard it described. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's how I feel. Like even now, I didn't expect to necessarily be working at a college again. Like it's it's great, and it's like something that really suits my interests and, and like my like needs right now. And I'm just like I do enjoy it. It just wasn't what I expected, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm failing a previous version of myself, which was something I really had to get past for a while. Not not doing exactly what I wanted to be doing when I was like 17 and then was perpetuating that same idea as to not feel like I was giving up on that dream. So originally I was going to ask you like if you planned on taking your art down like a practical path like tattoo or logo design but you kind of already answered at the beginning. So I kind of wanted to know like your administration work like as your job and you're, you're going to school for business right now. Do you how do you think they help you like prepare for a career where you're still doing art like tattoo design? Like, do you think it's helping you like cr get the tools to like run your own business? Um, I'm definitely learning a lot more, you know, about, about business. About business. I did a business. I did an economy. I did some marketing. No, um, uh, education. 
now I, I think I think in the long term it definitely will. I already have like a different perspective since starting the first few classes this summer on some different topics but that's the thing like I don't I used to be like if I don't start if I don't start doing something serious with art now then I never will like I'm never gonna be able to compete with the people that are already in the market I'm like every job position at this point in the job market is like oversaturated I guess by everyone's definition of oversaturation so it's like I'm just gonna do it at my own pace and um and I and to answer your question with a really roundabout way of saying it yeah I think I think in the long run it probably will help just having that like added education I think every little bit probably does help it's like sometimes people assume like you have like this one aspect down and it's like yes because I can do art like I can own a business in art and it's like that's not true at all you have to you have to know business you have to be able to run your work you have to be able to run other people you have to you know be able to talk to other people like clients or customers yeah uh, yeah I, I feel like people really do tend to oversimplify things I mean especially when it comes to art in particular and I know you went to school um, school for art do you ever feel like people like like at all oversimplify or trivialize like what you your experience in learning at all when they hear about it it's funny because it it definitely it definitely was not as much as I thought it would be or maybe it was just so subtle that I wasn't picking up on like condescending it was more like never really people in my immediate family um but like you could feel a little bit of like the condescending attitude for it but like overall like my family really was supportive and my friends obviously are supportive um but in college it was more people i didn't even know like i've had i've had a professor in a class that wasn't like in the art realm that was like a little bit like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I think I just like compartmentalize all that negative attitude towards it. But like sometimes people will be like, oh, I bet that's tough, like, you know, drawing pictures. And then they discuss, you know, whatever they're doing. I don't want to say it was always engineers, but there were a few engineers when I went to school that like <laughs> trivialized my uh, my workload. But then there are some that like totally appreciate like the work I was with there. When I, when I told people my one representation class, like, representational drawing class it was like 51 or 52 drawings at the end of the semester you submitted that were finished and then you had like 10 you picked from that like think about that like if, I'm not complaining but like in a semester on top of the other coursework you're doing like 50 something drawings you're completing a lot. Mm -hmm. it's a bit I would definitely say anyone who doesn't think that you're working as hard it has to come from a place of ignorance because anyone like you said, your family, your friends, we all supported you because we all saw how much work that shit was. I carried that fucking, that, I'm sorry, that portfolio thing. <laughs> that, that thing was heavy. That thing was so heavy. I was like, she carries this around all the time. How much stuff yeah. is in here? It's crazy. It's, like, cra it's can, crazy. Can you imagine how heavy my emotional baggage is? No, I'm just <laughs> it, it, it is nuts because like, why would you demean like I can barely draw a stick figure, my nigga? So <laughs> oh my like God. I've seen I've seen the shit that Casey has done, and I'm like I don't know how you did that, man. Remember, was it high school or college where you did the life size gargoyle of Mark, and Mark was just like posing for like 55 days, and you made that shit out of tape? How the fuck did you do that? My butt is still <laughs> so if you'll if you'll allow me a minute of sidetracking about that project um i always enjoyed this walked out memory lane because 
Mark has always been like my number one model for my art project. Mark has been a model for my paintings. He's been a model for my sculpture, for my drawings. He's always the friend that's like, it's like, do you mind if I take a picture of your arm or anything else? No, just just your arm for just reference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then and then Mark and then Mark will be like, that's me. That's me right there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? We actually have a painting in this one room that we dubbed the Casey room, Casey's room of me <laughs> that she painted where I'm like holding my hand up. It's very Yeah. Mark would definitely Mark would definitely go to a gallery and like whisper to a stranger, Hey, it's me or me. <laughs> I think I think the funniest thing was when we would have a crit, which is like a crit is a critique. I'm not trying to like woman's plane like or arts plane. Oh, is that a thing? Um I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't want to like, I don't want to explain at you what a crit is but hey, for anybody Casey, that's listening that doesn't know. When you said crit, I thought you meant big crit. So please explain. Oh, <laughs> a crit is a it's a critique. So you would put all of your art on the wall, um, strategically, so that you wouldn't get some tackles in the corners, unless you didn't really care. Like, it wasn't like we were making our like greatest art at that time, depending on the class. But you still want to avoid poking holes in it if you can. So. Um, you put it up on the wall. Say there's like 12 people in the class, you put it all up. Um, sometimes there's 10 pieces because someone's not ready to put theirs up or they forgot to do it. I'm not gonna say I never did that. But um, you sit down in the stools and then you just talk about it. And you're like, oh, this is gonna be great. You're gonna get some really like good feedback. And it's like, you do, but you gotta be ready to get some of that feedback. If you take like your first art class, you're gonna be hurt. <laughs> I think the worst I ever got was, I think someone had said like, like mid, like had referred to it as like a piece of shit. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a student that did it. I mean, and I think that it, I think that they were so candid because everybody in that like specific class period did not do phenomenal work. It almost seemed like we all did like a really low level of work considering what mm -hmm. we would do. So I think they were more than anything, just like disappointed at our work ethic. But I never got anything like ripped in my face, so that that felt. No, <laughs> Casey, I was gonna ask because um, one of my friends was a designer when I was at UArts, and they were talking about those scenarios, like where they had to do crits. And I was always curious from a music standpoint, like when you get those opinions, like especially like if someone just says like it's a piece of shit, like or not not word for word, but just. You know, because yeah. art is because art is subjective. Like, how do you take, like, how do you separate the critique so that way it's helpful to you? But then also, like, maybe at some point you're like, okay, I see what you're saying, but I kind of don't agree with you. You know, what it I doesn't mean? like it doesn't hinder your creativity. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. So, so usually, like, I think the art professors at Rowan were like great. Like most of the art professors I had, like, have had a lasting impact on like what I do create, like my style in a way. How, like uh, a couple of them really did help me find what my style is, even though I feel like it's always changing. Um, but like there is a technical aspect to art. I like at the same time, like you want to break the rules and like do your mm -hmm. own thing. But like if you are doing like representation art, that is like you are creating what you see. So when mm -hmm. I'm taking a course like that, it's like someone's not reaching the deepest levels of contrast. Like you gotta, there's certain things like from a technical aspect you can. That's kind of probably why I didn't do as well in expressive. I just don't, 
like, I don't know, like, I don't want to, like, come at myself, but I'm not the most creative person, so I, I don't see the world as creatively sometimes as other people do, and I tried to stop comparing myself in that way, but, um, I don't know, sometimes it, it, it can be hard to get out of the box, but they can tell if you did your, your art in, like, you know, in the last class period that you were in. They can tell if you rushed it. Sometimes things only take, like, a little bit of time, but they have like a trained eye at this point. So I just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You know, I really do respect their opinions because most of the people that taught art, I think all of them actually did art on the outside of their classroom. So obviously they're in the mm. art world. They know things. You just gotta like, you have to recognize their experience. So. Mm. Oh, I appreciate that. There is been a time <laughs> or two where, where someone said something about my art and I was just like, well, I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna change it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, I'm creative, and that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly cries. Okay, so like those who don't know, like what um is your most like comfortable type of media that you use? Like, what's your favorite? And are there any that you're hoping to try to use? And is there like a difficulty in choosing? Like, do you have to know what you're going to create before you choose your medium or can you choose that first and like I'm gonna go with that so I feel like having the motivation to like see a project all the way through it's like so hard now like sometimes when I when it's not like when I when it's not like expected of me unless it's like a commission then I can do it because it's like there's a deadline I promised someone something uh my most comfortable method is like like 2d work uh like with graphite or um, colored pencil, sometimes with like little little fine point pens like microns or mm -hmm. more recently I've been doing work on my iPad Pro with um, Procreate. It's like a, a more inexpensive program that I can do it. I don't have to get like Adobe for it. I really like it. I do kind of miss in college when you had to take classes and branch out. I would complain about it all the time. I'd be like, I just want to draw this with like a colored pencil or I just want to like <laughs> use this program to do it but in reality it, it honest and honestly forced me out of my comfort zone and I made things I didn't think I could so did you have like a figure painting class <sighs> and I and um, because I always thought you were saying finger painting and I was like is she really painting with her finger in this class and then was it my was it my <laughs> figure my figure drawing class yeah, I thought it was finger drawing the whole time. Like, <laughs> the half, finger. Like, half the semester, I thought it was finger I'm just like... Yeah, but I thought she was... Like, <laughs> to be fair, I drew fingers sometimes. To be fair, I did draw fingers. <laughs> I was like, um, drawing fingers. <laughs> if you'd like a little tidbit about figure drawing, um, I would try my best to get the angles where the face wasn't in the picture. And... Um, one, like if I was late to figure drawing, especially if it was like the nude model, and I'm not an immature person, I'm also just like, I don't know, like, I don't, it's not like necessarily my desire is to draw like full frontal nudity. Like, it's not like I'm gonna like embarrassed about it, but like, I don't know, like it's not my ideal spot. I wanna make sure I don't get their face. So that's usually like right there. Cause I don't wanna have to do that. You have to frame their body within the canvas, however you want to, but it never ceased to fail that if I was late to class, I got that like up front center, you know, spot right there. In your um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were never super close, but I, I, I was always like, all right, I want to do them justice. I don't want them to be upset when they see my drawing. <laughs> <laughs>
earlier you mentioned uh, that sometimes it could be hard to get out of the box, which leads me to my question that is there such a thing as art block and how do you get past it if you can't think of like something that you might want to draw? So I feel like different people find inspiration in different ways. Um, I myself do find um, like inspiration and in, like a very like I don't want to say constructed or logical way, but I feel like I almost plan to force myself out of the box. Like I have before put ripped up pieces of paper in like buckets and I'm like, pick one from this, one from this, one from this. And then I lay them down to see what they were. I think one, it was like mechanical frog, like desert. And so then I drew like a cyborg frog I love that. of a desert. It's really cool. I mean, <laughs> someone, gave, someone gave me um, a book of prompts once because somebody else wasn't using it and the first one I opened up to was like it just said cool mailbox so I drew this like mailbox with like a galaxy inside and I mean these aren't thoughts that I've never come across anyone's mind ever that's another thing you have to get past is like like it's that is there ever been an original thought since whenever or whatever it's like the same thing with art like you gotta like get past that thought. Like there is such a thing as like ripping off someone's art, but also you can draw inspiration from other people and from experiences that you have that have been similar to other people. So, but yeah, I do experience art block, and I kind of just force myself out. It's very uncomfortable, and sometimes I don't finish the art, but I just like force myself. Chase, <laughs> uh, I actually have a, a question that I. I'm pretty interested in. Um, have you ever had a piece of art that you created and you were not like particularly a big fan of and then you showed it off in critique or something or you showed it off on like social media and everybody loved it and you're like and like there's like some hidden like part of you that's like I kind of resent this piece now because everybody else loved it or like how do you feel about that like if that does happen to you ever? So in college there's like this little um like shallow part of me that's like oh good so then I didn't like you know fail this piece like this is part of me that's like it's like okay like like I'm safe I don't have to go home this episode like <laughs> it honestly it's sometimes in a crit that's honestly how I feel like I try not to be like competitive but I'm also like if I'm the bottom two like I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to prove myself next week um but yeah I did have a piece once it was a little bit confusing. It was one of, it was actually my very first art class and it was like a color and design course. And he was nice. It just like didn't understand sometimes with the direction of the course, like where we headed or like what we were doing. Um, and one time he decided to give me a side project because he saw these little scraps of paper that I had. They were like earthy tones and like, like a dark, dark, like, um, there was like black and like grays and they look like little like swatches of different colors. And then they like these bright, bright colors that were like yellows and like like different browns and tans. It's but it, like parts of it really did feel like they were like it was like grayscale and like earth tone, I guess like the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he saw these like little like swatches like leftover things. He's like, what if you cut these into small squares of varying sizes and then you just like made them like collapse into the image and i'm like okay um okay. <laughs> i'm like let me just get my sketchbook and he's like no 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 just like this and you started arranging them on the page which it's like i don't mind when people help me 
with art, but like I don't like it when someone comes over and just like draws the thing for me or like makes the thing for me because then I'm like, what have I learned from this experience? But he came over and he like arranged them and I was like, he was very particular. And I was like, okay, well, what if I pull it out of frame? What if I do this? I turned it in. I hated it. It was like interesting, but I hated it. It was just like this like cascading thing of like squares of these like two different like blotches just like falling into the other corner of the gate. I thought it was weird, like disproportional. And it wasn't like one of those abstract pieces where you're like, wow, I don't really understand this, but it gives me like good vibes. I just saw it and I like despised it. And I was like, I can't wait for this to not be what I present at the final critique. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh, I love it. Great. Like, I, hope, I hope you're going to pick this as one of your final pieces. <laughs> the pressure's on. And I was just like, I was, I was just like, I hope this never becomes like anything that defines my style. I just, and it never has. Good. <laughs> it's so funny because I heard that and I just like compare it to like musicians who put out that like one song that everyone knows and loves. And, like you could just tell the artist fucking hates singing it every time. And they're hoping that it kind of just gets swept under the rug and no one like defines them by that. So it's like a very okay. easy way for me to understand what you're talking about there. Yeah. Like I think <laughs> of Cheryl Crow and like all I want to do is have some fun. And I'm like, I know that bitch fucking hates that song at this point. Uh, I know. Fucking Drake, Drake will be like, I never thought that it'd be so simple, but yeah, it's it's hard. Hard. And people don't even get the lyrics right. <laughs> <laughs> they just sing. Yeah. This is like an interesting segue right here to your your other job because like it it really does show that like um professors and stuff they like they don't like they they have obviously a lot of like, knowledge and experience but um you know it's your piece of art you know it's 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 your it's you trying to like put something out there. So obviously, at the end, you should have the final say if you want to. Um, but that that being said, like now you have a now you have a job where you're surrounded by them a little bit more. Um, do you feel like you see them differently at all? It's really funny because I work in um, like a department where it's like STEM, so the faculty is like very different in a way than being in the in like you know the art hall. So they're like very logical it's very much like i don't understand why some of these procedures are in place um yeah. but at the same time like i don't i don't know like i i did it's fun to see the other side of it because you can see how much they care about the students uh i'm sure like like not everybody is perfect but at least i know in my department like the faculty are all like really nice and they all are like advocates for their students but it is really interesting to see them going to like clinics and going into course courses where they're teaching things that are just like like a polar opposite from what from what I was doing. So but mm. I I like working on the college campus. I actually really like that environment. So. Yeah. I, I guess I kinda awesome. got into myself a little bit there. Um so like what like I know like obviously we're always taking work in college, but exactly what was like an average day like You took my um, question. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry don't don't worry, Elijah. I have I always have long enough responses to go for both questions. Thank you. Um I always have extra information, bonus features, if you will. Um <laughs> the extended photo fairy godmother singing holding out for a hero. Got the director. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I'm 
I'm totally dressing up as her for Halloween or like the next cosplaying opportunity. Like, anyway, <laughs> a, a bad bitch. Um, so, uh, no, I, I like it. I come in, uh, open up the office. Um, I work underneath our department head. She's like awesome. Um, you know, paperwork, filing. Uh, how do I make this exciting? Budget, budget, <laughs> money, um, <laughs> money. <laughs> com wait, wait compl compliance. I don't know. Um, oh, I I put in my timesheet. Um, I print stuff out, staple, talk to students. I mean, the talking to students might be different. Thinking about it, like going forward, that's another thing. Is like eventually when I go back to work. I, I just wonder how like COVID's gonna change everything. And I don't even mean that in a sad, like dark way where it's like, everything's going to be different. I just, I truly do wonder how different everything will be. Right. Now- I mean, you can speculate. Facts. Now, you went from being a student at your place of work to being a full-time employee. So how is the change? Like, how is it from going to a student to actually interacting with the students? There's, there's like this like, this like understanding once you're behind a desk and it's like, you're like, oh, like, what does she do? Also, because I wear like dress pants to work mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, and like, or I like dress like, you know, not how I would have, if I, if I came into work and wore what I wore as a student in college, I, I definitely wouldn't be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think my sweatpants, my sweatpants <laughs> don't really care with my standing desk, but, um, Ooh, standing desk. also I know I love it. Um, <laughs> No, I think there's just like this mutual respect and understanding where it's like, okay, like, it's not like, wow, like she's so much um, older and knows so much more than me. It's just like, we both have our like roles to play at, at Rowan. Like you are a student, like, you know, you contribute to Rowan in the ways that you do. And I'm like, I am an admin and, you know, I contribute the ways that I can like, it, it just is. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's not. Time. It's not as weird as you would think. I think the weirdest interactions are when, and it's not really an interaction. Like the weirdest moments for me are when I'm walking around campus and I'm like, oh, when did that change? And then like, <laughs> if and if somebody hears me, they're just like, that's that's been like that for whatever. And I'm like, all right, you don't have to date how long it's been. <laughs> like, like you, like you didn't need to be like on Facebook when they'll be like two years ago. And I'm like, I didn't yeah. need. I didn't need all that. <laughs> yeah, like we already knew I was old. We didn't need that. <laughs> How has it uh, changed working from home now? Um, it's not as difficult. Like there is a little bit of that, like, like working learning curve. And I said to somebody who had trans, like, transferred to remote working, like shortly after me. We were talking one day. Um, and I said to her, if I'm being honest with you, first day, a little bit rough, you know, just kind of figured it out. Second day, very rough. Cause then I was actually trying to like get a bunch of things done. Once, once I had recognized exactly what I needed to get done, the first day was more about setting up and gathering all of my objectives. Second day was like trying to actually complete things, but then realizing I had to do it in a different way. Third day, I was like, oh, it was lost. Like I'm a little bit stressed, but like when people were asking me, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just really. I also do stress myself out sometimes. But by the fourth day, I was like, "Huh, oh, oh, there's, there's a method to this madness. I can, I can do it. It's fine." So it's been fine. I think 
everyone's adapting and that's why it's getting a little easier. To be honest, some days I kind of like working from home. The biggest Same. thing with quarantine that I honestly miss is my friends. Like that's, that's like the biggest thing is my friends. Same case, we miss you too. We miss you too. As, as this is a little bit off topic, but I think I was realizing this is like part of what makes conversations on Zoom or other types of media. It's like, like trying to do that rather than talking in person so difficult is that uh, when you're on like when you're on something like this everything that you say is going out to all the people in the conversation so like you always talk you're always talking to everyone like you're broadcasting constantly whereas when you're like talking in person you can have side conversations with people like if i wanted to mm. just talk to casey right now i could just be like whisper 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 casey remember this one thing that doesn't pertain to anyone else but like with this it's like <laughs> i have to talk to everyone all the time and i think that makes it a little bit more difficult to like like whether it's in the workplace or just with your friends, I think it does make it a little bit harder to like have those same type of nuanced conversations that you would like to otherwise. Mm -hmm. I agree. And like, I don't, and I don't mean to, but like sometimes I'm like interrupting people or like you feel like you're talking at someone, but it's just the format. Yeah. Something we all have to, we're all trying to get used to. It's the, it's the feature. It's the feature. We have to, we have to do like a really subtle transition back to real life conversations. We have to start like carrying around a little name tag with our name with like a square on our heads. Like the first time I see you, if I don't see a square, like, you know, encompassing like framing where I'm supposed to be looking at you talking, it's going to be like a culture shock for me. I'm just, I'm going to be like, is that a whole body? <laughs> how, how is your, oh how is your how is your perspective changing so quickly? Like, you're right here. <laughs> I want to go back to your arts, your art side, right? What are some of your artistic inspirations? I'm terrible with names, you should know. Um, That's fair. I have a minor in art history, and I'll see things, and I'll be like, that is important. And, <laughs> That's such a, and that's just a good way to describe this. <laughs> like, like Eric and I will go to the art museum. Like, I love going to art museums, especially the Philly Art Museum. I've like walked the halls there like a ton of times, especially like Pay What You Wish, and then like intermittently throughout the year aside from that. But um, I'll go and I'll be like, oh, that's Duchamp, and it's like that's important. <laughs> Eric's like. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I'll be like, and then I'll be like, uh, it's important, but I don't want to like, you know, bog down your perspective of the art. I'll let you interpret it how you want to interpret it. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go read the plate next to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can remember like general things, but um, I'm inspired by a lot of um, women in art. Uh, like I, I love women in art. And um, I mean, an obvious one that like anyone can remember, I think it's like George O'Keefe. Vagina yeah. flowers. Mm -hmm. I, I knew you were gonna say it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I could pull up some other artists. I'm inspired by a lot of artists that are still alive today too. That even though they're not in museums, I follow them on various forms of social media. I follow like so many like women in tattooing and things like that. Like just, I love it. I was actually, that was actually uh, what I was gonna ask next is exactly how, how, how do you feel about like social media being like an outlet for artists to put out their work now? Cause like, I I know, I know like that's obviously a lot of bigger platform for people just to like constantly put things out. And it's like, not everyone's gonna get into it. Um, like, how do you feel about that? Especially like since you're probably a person who, you're a person who also has to do it as well. 
I love it. Um, the exposure was great. Uh, obviously, some of social media is regulated in a, in a way that sometimes almost like uh, what's the terms of shadow banning when they like yes. when they like when they block out certain artists, especially. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if there are certain types of art that the social media or like they, they don't want to portray the user or anything, I don't know, like they just don't want to like um, or give them like a platform, I should say. I don't, and like that is a little bit uh, controversial to do something like that. You're censoring the kind of art that everyone comes in contact with. So, like, it's a complicated relationship. In theory, it's awesome. Like, in theory, it's great. And in, in most ways, like I found that it's been a really great way for me to connect by getting to see other artists work. I've, I've messaged a few artists before on like Instagram and stuff. It's just also just to be able to like open that app for me, my feed is like mostly art. So I'm just like getting that, like that kind of visual, like art and like culture when I go on there. But it is, in my opinion, like it is very concerning that in a way we're censoring artists and art and giving people platforms to display their art through our current social media. So mm -hmm. it's complicated. I'm not an expert on it, but that is just what it seems. Like I've come across artists before of like, I've literally never seen this person's work before, but like, I mean, it seems like they have a lot of followers, like, you know, or someone that I have followed that I'm like, how come I haven't seen them in a long time? And it's, I don't know if it's like algorithms, if it's them purposefully suppressing artists, but that's the concern of mine. I agree. Uh, Y'all are asking great questions. So like, I, I like listening a lot, like, especially like a lot of kids, because Casey and my worlds are parallel. Mm. So it's interesting hearing her takes on like inspirations, art blocks, how to deal with social media and algorithms. Like even though it's a great exposure to see these people, um, noticing that there's still corporations behind a lot of this stuff. So maybe particular artists that you want to see or messaging, you know, that like, for example, like Black Lives Matter, like that's that was like a really touchy subject. So like maybe some of those, like maybe you won't see some of that stuff and you have to deal with that as an artist. Um, I was going to ask Casey, and I mean, she kind of answered with social media, but I guess I would say this as, as an up and coming artist, someone that is developing currently and trying to put yourself out there. Um, how, is there any services or any programs that you would like to put a spotlight on that has maybe helped you discover more artists or has been beneficial to your growth as an artist? Or is there something that you would want? Like, is there something that you wish you would, that was available that could help um, you on your path? Well, like if anybody's still in an art school, something I wish I would have done more is I would have like, I guess like networked or like, you know, communicated. I mean, I did talk to people in my program, but I wasn't like, I, w I was the type of person that would go to school and I hung out with my friends, but like I would, I was a commuter. So I also didn't live on campus. I didn't, I did find myself hanging out in the art building. So there were like, uh, there were nights where I spent long hours working on things, but I never really did any of the clubs. So like, I would recommend that you like get involved in your program so you can network. So in my case, a lot of the professors that were working there 
were like very impressive artists that had their own careers and artists aside from being an educator. And if I had made some of the connections, if I had felt like connections to their art, if I'd recognized that I could have made connections or like asked for their advice, um, I would just say like, be curious and like make connections and things. Like I did ask questions sometimes because I had real concerns or um, interest in like, you know, the art world and industry. I, uh, I guess just like communicate and like capitalize on those like opportunities to network and discuss art if you can. I guess is, is I mean, go along with that. Like, is there any like, um, like, I guess it'd be similar to Instagram, but like any type of like database or anything that you can like maybe look someone up and get their art, like, no. art, but it's a little bit more I was wondering about that. Like, do they have like a LinkedIn for artists? Cause I feel like that is just too formal for like a creative type of field. LinkedIn's more uh, for made... like when you get the corporate gig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did have a website. I did like Wix. It was pretty inexpensive mm -hmm. to, to keep up on, but I will say that like for me to say it's like pretty inexpensive isn't fair because they're like having to maintain something like that. Um, like like that is money unless you do the free website and then your URL sometimes is like all bogged down by like Wix slash free slash yeah. whatever slash and then like you're like small like domain maybe like PCR. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I mean I have seen artists on LinkedIn before. I know that it does seem like really formal. To be honest with you, I feel like I'm trying to figure out LinkedIn like <laughs> Same. Like I, I go out there and <laughs> so I'll like I'll like tweak it and then I'll be like, all right, there we go. <laughs> um, do you, hmm. like, do you do you think that would be something that would be useful to have? Like, if there was like one that was more devoted, or do you think Instagram pretty much covers it? I don't think it hurts to have any social media presence. My only concern about like Pinterest is that people will steal a lot of art, dress, or they'll like take designs. Um, there are some websites I wish I knew off the top of my head where you can um, promote your artwork in a way where it's really hard for someone to steal the image, sort of like clipping it and losing the like uh, the quality of the art, I guess, or the image. But um, like going along with networking, there are places where you can go and like submit your work, um, and they can like uh, I guess the, like the magazine or like whatever um, newsletter or whatever. Um, like, like online, like gallery, almost like we'll present your work and like all that, or you can oh, get, like, doing like freelance, freelance type stuff. Yeah, you can do that too. There's like programs where you can, though people will post what they need, and then you can do it. But I don't know how much exposure that gets you. But you can um, yeah. submit your work to different like online resources, is what I mean. Like if there's like a, I don't know, like a sculpture weekly situation, or like. A really mm -hmm. specific, like if there's like a, I don't know if this exists, but like a Gloucester County like sculpture organization, and you like want to submit, you know, pictures of your work or something like that, and then they're like, they think that you know it's worth using their platform to like display and some mm -hmm. kind of published piece. I don't know. It's just good to get yourself out there. It it just, I think that's one of the big things that held me back ultimately is I just didn't put myself out there. I mean, I imagine like, with your art, and I mean, it's hard to do that in general, let alone yeah, with your art where you're like, yeah. this is something that I've created and it's like, like a piece of me because I feel like every, I mean, 
at least when I write things, I know it feels like a piece of me. So I imagine when you're drawing something, it feels like a piece of you. And to put that out there, it seems like it's something that's really difficult to do. I feel like it's also yes. hard because, like, I, I don't, at least I feel in the, um, in the music community, I always struggled with just finding people to talk to sometimes mm. that knew how to the new not correct ways but i should say the new productive ways to um sorry my mom's calling me <laughs> oh your mom loves you nerd <laughs> um but yeah just like I, I really found it outside of obviously my my college community it felt really hard to network or find stable connections with people outside of that to distribute work or to network and that was something like I was really trying to find post-college years and it's just interesting hearing you say that because I feel like a lot of people say that where you know they're like I wish I put myself out more I wish I I guess networked more but I just been finding that it's kind of like I feel like those networks aren't usually there like it's a very like if you know the person then you're good but if not you're kind of going to yeah. be the hard search i feel like well that's that's why i said i wish i would have made those connections or i wish i would have been more curious and asked questions instead of thinking to myself like we'll figure it out let's just get the technical aspect down like like you guys had said earlier people just assume because you have the degree you're gonna know how to capitalize off of your own talent that's not necessarily the case and like even on a small scale like like you were saying like um like getting somewhere to like put out your artwork. Like you just don't know how to do it. It's like, okay, so like there are openings at this like show and like you can submit your piece and they'll decide like if they want to show it in the gallery at this like opening or something. It's like, well, where do I even begin to find like these like openings to like submit mm -hmm. artwork or, and then also where do I get my artwork printed if it's digital? How do I display it? I like there were there were things given out. I mean, maybe I just didn't dedicate them to memory. Maybe I just didn't know who to ask. But there is a little bit of etiquette too that you just have to know and how to like seek out these opportunities. I just didn't I didn't know. You don't know I, what you don't know. I was say, yeah, you, you definitely see these TV shows and stuff where like somebody's like Inter like they're like preparing like something to be brought to an art um, to an art show or something or like you just automatically get dropped into an interview or something and you're like oh it's cool look they're in an interview trying to like try to talk to this person to see if they can get their art in this art show it's like how do they even get that interview yeah shows, how do they shows clean up so much of that stuff. They, they really just yeah. like drop them in and you're just like left to assume that like oh these opportunities just come out of nowhere and people just have and it's like and that it'll happen the next day too like you just finished the art and somehow like you're in an interview the next day yeah, like, like that doesn't happen like a professional art curator just walks by and it's like oh nice art do you want to go to this art show yeah. Up, Casey, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you this too because I, I it just popped in my head. Um, do you think there is value because like for for musicians, it's really just getting a gig, right? It's performing, maybe recording stuff for people, but like with music, I feel like it's more one track ways of getting yourself out there. But I don't know with art, like it's not always about the gallery. Like you know, like yeah. I know your aspirations were tattoo art so like what would be i guess what what do you feel is has been the most fruitful for like getting your art out there or like 
people seeing you? Honestly, myself personally, because I never really pushed too, too hard was like word of mouth. And then mm -hmm. like also some commissions where someone might have seen something and said, uh, actually, I also need something. Um, but like, I think, I think like me posting things, it never really got to be like so big that I had people I didn't even know, like asking, I always kind of knew everybody mm -hmm. a little bit, but if I really wanted to push it, I could have used my like social media, um, to advertise, like if I wanted to do like Etsy or, um, like if I had pushed, I think I put stuff on Redbubble briefly, it just, I didn't feel like thinking, I don't know. I have, for me, it was mostly through personal connections and then like word of mouth. What, I feel what, that, I feel that. What, what steps are you gonna have to take in order to become a tattoo artist? Well, I don't know if I like still want to, I'm like back and okay. forth on that. Mm -hmm. I've, but I've had so many people say to me like, if you if you really wanted to do that like you would know you really wanted to do that and i really sometimes i kind of hate that mindset because yeah. then it's like oh so it's like a sword in the stone bit like if i if i like don't find it and i like feel like i have this like burst of confirmation that this is what i'm supposed to be doing that i'm not doing it right like back to the best guess i'm like if i'm at a point in my life where I, I feel like I'm ready to try to like attempt that process. I will like, usually you have to secure an apprenticeship first, but that is, you gotta, you gotta build a connection, um, with, um, like a tattoo studio and, you know, they also have to have the availability and the want and the resources to have to like train someone. That's an investment on their part. And I, yeah. and I have actively done that before. I have, um, asked and been rejected and it doesn't feel great. It was part of the process, but I also just halted my pursuit because in college and then it kind of got away from me. It's not that I'll never come back to it, but um, I don't know. I'm just kind of seeing where uh, grad school takes me right now. As you should, as you should. As you should. Um, and, and that's an awesome mindset to have, you know, that like this doesn't define you, you know, right. this is all part of a process, you know, so you know, you go into grad school, like these are all extra skills that you're adding to your tool belt for whatever you decide to do, you know, and that's just making you a better person, a better artist, just a better individual, 100%. I feel like. It's making you more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, I saw your snap, Mark. I was just about to say, Casey, you've been so gracious with your time. So if any, if everyone has like one more question to ask. <laughs> oh, he said wrap this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. Oh my God. He said, it's been an hour. Let's go, people. <laughs> Y'all not the one editing this shit. <laughs> I was told there was no limit yeah. on my... I'm joking. No, I was saying, because you've been so gracious with your time. And I know Casey's one of the busiest people I've ever met. True, and yeah. and I don't want to hold you up anymore. Every, Me? Every, every time he's like, yeah, I just got done backpacking in Morocco. Like, Bora Bora. Backpacking in Morocco. <laughs> oh my God. That shows you how much I get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> um, what, Eli what Elijah means by busy is I'm going to go do like four hours of homework and then like a 30 minute at home workout, uh, take a nap, um, play with my cat. Uh, I don't like, like, I don't know what busy is since quarantine started. 
That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, how do you like give advice to like? It's almost like the flip side. So you're giving advice to a different artist. How do you give advice to someone or guide them with that, like imposing your own vision? And I already know the answer to this, but like, is educator in your future? First off, I would like to consider myself um, a fairly patient person in a lot of in a lot of respects, but. I am not an educator slash caregiver. I don't know. I, like, I wish I had that kind of patience, but like, honestly, like, <laughs> I don't. Um, I, and it's like weird too. I guess maybe I don't, it could be the way our generation is perceived where there's, there's like this weird air where it's like, we're still not grown up, even though we're like, you know, 23 to 25, like my friends, at least I know our generation's actually a pretty large age range mm -hmm. but like us I guess because we're a part of that it's like people either treat millennials like they're adults that act like kids or they're like kids that are trying to act like adults so yeah. I feel like sometimes like I'm not qualified enough to give um maybe people who are like trying to pursue a similar path any advice but like if I if I had to give any based on my limited knowledge like I said just like ask questions and make connections and um, don't punish yourself if it ends up not being what you wanted because I like often made myself really badly about feel very badly about not wanting to just put my all into everything I made and that like why was I an artist even though I didn't have that craving to create every single day I woke up like or you know like passing feelings of creativity are okay and you can still be an artist even if your profession your like technical profession isn't like art creator you know and i would just say like you know do what's best for your mental health 100 percent. i love that i love it love it look here speaking speaking all truth you should I can't get, like, wait till Gen Z's and get all this shit. I'm tired of millennials getting it. Millennials are like 30 now. Like, it's crazy. We need to move on. Give those Gen Z kids some shit. I think we move a lot of our uh, our checkpoints. Like that, like the older generation would never being an adult. We moved them back, so they're like, "You're not getting married. You're not having kids, and you have no plans to do that. So you must be a child." So it's like, no, I'm still an adult. I just don't. The way it's just, like, it's just more complex than that. I try not to like generalize or anything because but like it just seems like a, there's a lot of people in the older generations it's like whatever fits their particular narrative at the moment like we're, we're we're children that are trying to be adults when we're trying to make change and we're trying to um have a voice and have an opinion and it's opposing to theirs but then we're, we're adults that are acting like children when we're enjoying ourselves or doing something that's the best thing for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Elijah. Huh? Elijah, what's your last question? My last question. Okay. All right. It's it's a doozy. Okay. It's like, nah. Oh, God. All right. So they say that a picture is worth a thousand words. But in your opinion, how many <laughs> words is a picture worth? 
I rolled my eyes for you, Casey. <laughs> are you are you gonna hold up a are you gonna hold up a picture to give me a reference? Or did you... um, yeah, what what picture are you gonna give a thousand? That's right. Hold up, hold up, I got you. One second. Did you not bring this picture You can't see it. This lighting's terrible. You only see the one square. Oh God! Is that? Oh. Look at baby Elijah. I know, B- <laughs> baby Elijah. That was two words, baby Elijah. Only nine hundred and ninety-eight. <laughs> 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 and now you know. <laughs> two words down. Yep. <laughs> a picture might be worth a thousand words, but a lot, picture of Elijah is only worth two. But I can hold out that I can go, baby Elijah. What if, like, <laughs> for some reason, an image of like a teacher teaching a class, and he just like holds up a picture? He's like, all right, write a thousand words. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh... you guys are acting like we never wrote prompts like that. Like I kind of clearly remember having a teacher once in like elementary school holding a picture and saying like write a paragraph where it's regarding like like yeah. this like picture you yeah. see to like teach you about your descriptive skills and like I guess like your writing style and everything but I kind of remember doing an exercise like I that. Do, I do remember. <laughs> That's I what I said. I was like oh my god. Preston made us do that I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. That's no, probably why I am the fluffy I am like the fluffiest writer slash speaker you will ever meet is from exercises like that. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I got nothing else. Mark, you got any closing questions? No, no. I think I think we're about good. I think we have gotten the perfect amount of case. So we really appreciate it and you taking your time out to talk to us about all this stuff. It's been really insightful. Well, I got a question. Oh, well, let's just well, shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> I had my, we're about to end this tone on, and you're like, listen, we have one more. <laughs> It's a perfect question. Don't you worry, Casey. I got you. All right. Casey. <laughs> Casey. Yeah. What's better? Flats or drugs? We already answered this question, Bob. <laughs> Her answer has not changed in the past month. I forget the answers. Well, I'm asking the now. Superior, the oh. superior wing, the flat. Thank you, Case. Hey, that's enough. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of Between You and Me. I don't... Wait, wait, wait. My, Michael She's said he had done. a question. I was supposed to remind Michael. Michael, what's your question? People say, like, our art is oversaturated and, like, everything can be art. And, you know, people post, like, things and it's just, like, a single, like, circle. And they're like, this is art and this represents blah, blah, blah. Do you think, like, people who have that mindset that, like, anything and everything is art kind of diminishes what art is supposed to be or i mean i guess there isn't really a thing that art is supposed to be like what do you think about that the idea that art can oversat like is over oversaturated like i said like i feel like you can say that about like most things i don't know like I, mm. like when i was talking about jobs like i feel like every job market is kind of like oversaturated they'll be like there's only like six of this kind of thing in the world and i'm like yeah but that's probably a lot for that kind of thing like we, we <laughs> But, like, for art, like, it's the same thing as, like, there's never, like, an original thought anymore, whatever that theory is. It's 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 all about how you derive, like, how, like, I guess people, like, find value in it. And that sounds yeah. cheesy, but that's, 
that's like, kind of the truth. Like, but like, how does that make you feel? Because like for me, I'm like, if I'm an artist and I'm pouring my heart and soul into like this, like massive drawing and I'm, I've, I've used like fucking charcoal until my hands are bleeding and then someone takes a picture of like fucking an orbit gum like on their table and like black and whites it gets it sent to a publisher and they're rich like that would piss me the fuck off <laughs> not what it is i can tell you hear in your voice I michael's mean, like and thank you for coming to my ted talk we <laughs> lost the orbit gum sponsorship thanks michael we just lost the bet wait like like try to try to you're 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 a fbi agent that's watching you is like well that's a setback for orbit but a plus for trident <laughs> I, mean, I mean i think it all comes down to like a lot of that art is just like perceived value like it's 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 almost about like whether or not people think that it's good like i mean not that i mean obviously what the artist had like what the artist intends is obviously very important and that work is obviously very important but like at the end of the day like society decides that this piece this picture of orbit gum is like amazing then like how could i say that it's not art then i guess i don't know so art yeah. is what general consensus decides is art But like, also, I guess it depends on the purpose of the art too. Like some art serves like a very like, like practical purpose. Like you might have your picture of that Orbit gum and it does become an advertisement with Orbit. Like it's, you know, it's commercial, it's doing its job. It's still aesthetically pleasing. Like there, there is like a point where it's like, someone created the design of the air conditioner that's blessing me right now like someone <laughs> made it like this cute little wavy thing and that there may be some like practical function but you gotta admit there's probably some design aspect that you look at that and you're like that's gonna be some cool air coming out of that air conditioner. Yeah. Like, and i think there's like, something for everybody at the end of the day like it's it's just yeah make maybe there is a lot of options out there like maybe there are a lot of different things it's like all about what appeals to your aesthetic Appeals. Just think of all the things that haven't been created yet. Yeah. Facts, facts. Let's get to thinking right now. Think tank. Think, think tank. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> think tank. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the four of us we can come up with something Wait, like long last. Should we each come up with a weird drawing prompt before we end? Like I said earlier, like the mechanical yes. frog in a desert. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Okay. All okay. right. We, uh, how about we could all, all of us could like make up one word. Casey, or for like, oh, right. I thought we were all doing it. Is anyone else under the impression we're all doing it? I thought of one already. I, I thought of one already. Wait, what is yours, Elijah? Porcupine slippers. Wait, you had two like, words. I thought you were on one word. Ah, I want to do porcupine slippers. This oh, wait, cool. are we all coming up with one word? <laughs> so, 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 she said cool mailbox earlier. Yeah, I mean, let's just all come up with a prompt. So, in your case, are porcupine slippers pointy on top or also on the inside? I gotta know for feet purposes. Like, are I you sliding your feet into those, or? I want to say on top, because I feel like if I slide it in, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you're going to want it for protective measures. Someone tries to step on your feet, forget about it. Oh, there you go. And go stop stepping on my feet when we dance, dude. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my fucking toes, man. I'm sick of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, what's your prompt? Uh, uh, um, see how I put him on spot. He's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> you gotta be on. I thought of mine like that. Star Tower. What? You said what? Star Tower. 
Star Tower. What is Sounds it? Sounds like a Pokemon level. I don't know. What are you what? drawing for it? I don't know yet. A star on top of the tower. What it looks like. What kind of tower? Like a like a corporate building or like if, a? If we're being completely honest, I looked to the left and saw this little star here, and then I also looked to the left and saw the Eiffel Tower <laughs> thing that we had. So I said. So star you got. There you go. There you go. There you go. Find inspiration in your everyday life. Hey. Mine, for some reason, I'm thinking of jelly balloon. Oh, is it like a balloon full of jelly, or is it like a balloon that's, or jelly in the shape of a balloon? I think it's jelly in the shape of balloon. Is it sticky? Like, do you, when you take it it's out in like, public, do flies get stuck to it? Kinda. Like, it's, ah. like, it's, like, still dripping, so, like, stuff can still stick to it. But I kind of just like it being pure jelly, like, nothing really in it. So like I'm just like, you can like like it's like floating around and like you have a sandwich like a kid walks by he's like sir I need jelly for my sandwich here you go you just, you just take out a plastic <laughs> knife and you're just like and then you just put it on the sandwich yeah. and yeah. that kid's like I that kid's like I really wish you wouldn't have touched my sandwich but here we are here we are COVID <laughs> oh no jellyfish. <laughs> 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 Wait, Michael. Michael, what's your prompt? Um, ooh. A horse girl wearing a hat that has a sassy face. The hat has the sassy face, not the horse girl. <laughs> and I, ooh. <laughs> and I, ooh. Like, maybe like a... <laughs> yup. <laughs> or kind of like, I'm fed up with your shit, horse girl. <laughs> um, I have, like, um... I have two ideas. My one was like after I saw the air conditioner, picturing that with like melted cheese coming out the opening. And oh I don't God. know. Like I just picture it as like this weird like sticker. I don't know. Like I picture like taking that design and like making it kind of like like really like um, like a bold line, like simple colors, mm -hmm. like cheese coming out of it and just be like beige cheesy or something. I don't know. And then <laughs> And then I thought of my other one was something, it was like, it was something like a seashell, but like a whole like town living in the seashell. That's that was amazing. my other thing. Oh, that's amazing. They were really cute, except they all have lobster claws. There you go. Can I, can I get one more? Can I get one more? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You know You how, did nothing. You know, you know how and <laughs> like an MMA fight or a boxing fight, right? When the boxers uh -huh. are coming at each other and they have their fists up, I want mm. I want one of the fighters to be Mike and the other one to be Ike. Because remember how they separated? So Mike and Ike are about to start fighting each other. That's what I want. That's you sound like a, a left perfect... and right Twix type of person. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's such like a perfect example of like finding art and art that already exists. Like the concept of Mike and Ike. But like wasn't this such a fun creative activity? Like Yes. Yeah, well, I've been that creative in months. Oh my yeah, God. Was, <laughs> I, my brain was steaming and I just looked for Mark's like my old computer starting up on the takeoff. Like those warm-ups in art class. Yeah. Now I get it. I never got I always would be like, why the fuck are we doing this? Why am I drawing? I never got it. <laughs> It's like those free write sessions where they're like, just write like constant stream of thought, whatever you like. I think sometimes I just wrote song lyrics just to fill in the page. 
But like you're still writing something, though. Yeah. And sometimes that stuff leads to you know the stuff that you actually were trying to get to. You know? Yeah. Often going like upside down, sideways, inside out, invisible. Out. <laughs> 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 but Casey, <laughs> thank you so much, man. Like. Thank you for joining us, Casey. We really appreciate it. Yeah. I I feel like sometimes I know the least amount of answers about art or art industry compared to like all of the art people that I know. I call them art people, not artists. (laughs) Um, The art folk. To further demonstrate my lack of now. But like, I guess just like try not to myself but i really appreciate you guys having me hey, you have plenty of yeah. and you yeah. still have your own unique perspective and whatnot like you know yeah and you make it understandable for us which we really appreciate and also thank you for being so <laughs> open and honest as well talking about like you know not not judging yourself for not being where you want to be that's so appreciated for you being open and honest and love you much love love you yeah. but, but, uh, Much love. So yeah, that does it for this episode of Between You and Me. Follow us on uh, Spotify. Really, you can listen to us anywhere. You know what I'm saying? We on iTunes. Everywhere except for SoundCloud. What do I have against SoundCloud? You make us pay. Yeah. You hear me? SoundCloud. Do they make you pay? No, not really though. It's be it's because all the think... SoundCloud rappers are starting to get big on there. You just yeah. they're getting they getting the bags. We need yeah. to get the bags, dude. Yeah, we need, we need... <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Follow us on uh Twitter at between the letter U and me too. Follow us on our Facebook fan page at uh between you and me. Follow us on Instagram at between you and me official. Uh, yeah. we have you guys YouTube. have an Instagram? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We pop them. Follow us on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel. We out yes. here, Casey. Yes. We out here. Uh, I I had no idea. We out here. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had no idea. Casey, do you have socials you want to put out yes. for the show? Like for people to follow you? Uh I don't really, so, like, aside from, I don't really go on Facebook as much anymore, but, like, I've been trying to use my Instagram for, like, recent discussions and things, and I go on there to get, like I said, a look at art. Uh, So, Casey Not Cassie is the name. So, C-A-S-I-E-N-O-T-C-A-S-S-E-Y. It's both a username and a correction. Yeah, it's not Cassie, nigga. And if I catch you saying Cassie, oh. I'm going to pop off on you. Sorry. To, to clarify, it's like, just Casey, not Cassie. Just... Yeah, just to clarify, it's just Casey, not Cassie. That was not That was not sponsored. That was not. <laughs> that was not what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, uh, uh, toodles. That's the episode. <laughs> ah. <laughs>